How many open packets of now and laters are out there, gentlemen? Come on, fess up. <laughs> All right, Betsy, thank you. Thank you. There's others that have enjoyed. Eric, thank you. Uh, I want to be I want to be a now and later kind of dad and, uh, and mentor. And uh, kids, thank you so much for our flowers. I, I saw one dropped on the floor and I thought I'd make it into a boot in the air. Uh, and so this morning, we continue our series on the goodness of God. And uh, like the blankets that we do provide outside, if you do get a little cold with the air conditioning, I know that that's that's not the case this morning because somebody made it just great and being up here with these lights uh, is a little easier uh, for me to feel warm and of course I wore a jacket. But if you're cold, this church has provided blankets, which was so impressive when Chris and I got here, we didn't know anything about Santa Maria. And there in the corner was a beautiful, oh look, Chris got one. There it is, you see. It just makes you feel warm if you have a little bit of chill. So if you need that. We also have Sabbath bags, by the way, uh, for those kids who don't or need a little more than the papers and pencils we've provided, which, by the way, are for everyone. If you are one of those doodling kind of people that want something to draw on, there's a bag in front of you with colored pencils and paper, and then there are Sabbath bags at the back that your kids need anymore. Like was being said, and like you heard the kids sing this morning, uh, this is very much a church that is interested in family. That's why I'm holding this blanket. Thank you, Eric. And uh, the, the Thornburgs, I believe this is probably an heirloom, isn't it, Mom? Uh, you, you've seen this blanket before? Okay. This, this is the dress like I, I, I was going to test, I was going to test Richard actually, uh, because this tartan is a real tartan from Scotland, and it is actually the, the dress tartan for the the House of Stuart. We know that the the Scots are quite clannish. And they talk about their clans, and they talk about their, their family groups. Well, as Eric and I were talking about this day, we said to ourselves, you know, what better way to introduce the idea of in my father's house than to think of a clan that is represented not only by blood relation, but also by the clothes that you wear. And in the Scottish tradition of the kilt for the gentlemen and also for the ladies, there are different weaves of wool, usually. And this is the Scottish department representing the Stuart I'm told. Uh, some of us have had the uh, privilege of going to Edinburgh, and uh, people like Richard will tell you that one of the first things he did was to go to the store where they have all the tartans. And <clears throat> being a, an American, sometimes you have done your heritage study and you have said, oh look, I have a bit of Scots blood in me. Do we, do we say Scots? We don't say Scottish. Oh, that's right. Yes. And, and, and helping, helping to keep me straight today is, is my friend, my friends, Philip and Lynn Barham, who are from England and will be returning there uh, on, on a jet plane even tonight, unfortunately. 
uh, well, fortunately, the, for their families, they'll see them again. And, and we're, we're praying, we're praying for them that they will have a good journey. But uh, the thing that I remember uh, that I'll tell you about Philip at this moment is that he and I were in the same house. And you say, how? what do you mean house? Well, when I got to England, uh, after, this, after having finished the sixth grade, uh, for whatever reason, by decision of the faculty, some staff member decided how to divide all the kids up, and they took my brother and I, who were a little bit separated by about 19 months, and they said, okay, you're going to be in the red house, and the red house was named after Livingston, okay, so we had these sort of clannish things called houses in the British school system. And my brother got to be in the green house, or team, or whatever. We played intramural games and so on. And that was Shaftesbury, Lord Shaftesbury, famous for starting the anti-slavery movement in uh, in England. And of course Livingston doing a lot of exploration in Africa. you remember Stanley came and found him and said that famous phrase, what? Dr. Livingston. I do. There we are. So the, we, we, we don't even talk about the blues, do we? Oh yeah, Lord, Lord Grenville uh, was in the house. We had blues, greens, and reds. And uh, it was like you joined a family and you couldn't get out of the family. Uh, once you were in a house, that was it. Uh, you couldn't change for your entire time in high school. It wasn't as if there was a, a reshuffling and an opportunity to make the teams more equal. And uh, I think in our era, the red team had been very powerful for a couple of years, almost four or five years before we got there. And then during my era, much to my brother's glee, the green team came to prominence. And they won all the sports games. And when we went out to play as a school, I think out of 11 players on the soccer team, nine of them were from the green team, which tells you how good the green team was compared to the red team or the blue team. So that's, that's a memory, a small memory from jolly old England. Here's one from Scotland. So we, we tackle the, the, the great day of Father's Day by starting in, in that manner. Okay, do you like the picture on the front? I want to thank Amy for acquiescing. Look at your bulletins. Uh, is that a house that you would like to live in? My father's house. It, or, or maybe you'd want to just visit there and then come home to Santa Clarita. Maybe you say, that house looks cold. That house looks like it doesn't have central heating. You'd probably be right. Uh, not needing air conditioning, of course, because it's very cold in Scotland and places like that, and even in the summertime. We've been talking about the goodness of God, and, and today, this weekend, tomorrow officially, is his Father's Day. And uh, I believe two in the United Kingdom. God chose to relate to his human family in a particular construct. We don't exactly know why he did it, but he chose to describe his own relationship with himself in whose image he made us 
as a father and a son. I want to ask him someday, why, why throughout the scriptures, why throughout the Bible, did you choose to relate to your human family that would, in all, would also include mothers and women whom you made in your image as well? Why would you choose to talk about yourself in terms of a father and a son? And of course, a Holy Spirit, but who's, who is the Holy Spirit? He is Jesus. He says, I will send my spirit. And my spirit will also represent the Father. So this mystery that we call the Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, this thing that is so hard for us to understand, it is even harder for some of our Muslim neighbors to understand when we say we worship one God, and they say, but, but, but you talk about the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, that's three. No, we have this idea of the triune, this, this oneness that is three. It's hard. It's, it's something that we call a mystery. Humankind, we have a father, mother, as a result of father, mother, you have children. You could say, like the old poem, and baby makes three. So like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is three in one, you have family that is built here on earth, father, mother, and children. But you know, we... As we, we think about being parents, particularly as, we, as I think about being a father, I, I know that I am a, a, a sinful, I know that I am a, a, a rebellious person when it comes to my relationship with God. And we don't sometimes do God any favors by the way in which we act towards our children or even our spouses. And then God gets the blame. It's rather a bad deal for God when some people grow up and they have fathers who, who do things to them or, or, or act in certain ways that cause them to have this, this very dented, very, very twisted view of what a father is. And so on Father's Day, it's often difficult for some people to say, wow, our Father, which are in heaven. Particularly some ladies have a difficulty praying that prayer in that, in that way. But fortunately, we can go right on and say, and we hallow, we hallow his name. We hallow his name. That piece, that, that simple word, name, has to do with family. And I've told you this before, but it bears saying again, when you think of the commandment number three that says, don't take the Lord's name in vain, I don't want you to think so much about swearing as I want you to think about the house, as I want you to think about the wedding that just took place in England, where Meghan Markle took on the name and the name that represents a house, the house of Windsor. Okay, so you have this whole idea that has come down, that is duplicated in many different societies. I, I would believe that it's true in China as well. I would believe that it's true in Africa. This household idea. 
So when we address our Heavenly Father, and we say, hallowed be, or hallowed your name, we can thank him today. We can be thankful that he wants to have an eternal relationship with us. He would like us very much to be a part of his eternal family. So even if your idea of father is somewhat difficult to deal with because of your earthly father or your spouse's father or some other father figure in your life that, that did something and, and, and was not kind, loving, generous, uh, all-caring like our Heavenly Father. Our Heavenly Father comes along and says, you know what, I'm still, I'm still your father. I'm still your father and I'd like you to be part of my house. Father's Day, and, and uh, on Father's Day, it's often time to think about your own, your own dad. Uh, more and more these days, uh, the, the thoughts are happy and sad. Some have already lost their dads. As, as you get on in years, the possibility is that you would lose your father and that death would take him away from you. Some have lost their dad through divorce. Some have lost their dad uh, through other circumstances, and that uh, he is not part of your life anymore. But we have memories, and I'm so glad for what Eric said, that you have the opportunity to know that there is a quintessential father, and that he, he exemplifies for us the fact that he is here now and later. So when we talked about what to give fathers uh, something special today, as we gave a bookmark to the ladies that reminded them of what a mother was and the, and the joy that God has in, in mothers and the joy that God has in women on Mother's Day, so today we are also saying we're very joyful that God provides us with the opportunity of knowing that He is with us both now and forever, both now and later. At times, we can be reflective upon the, the, whether or not we as fathers have been that which our children need. Maybe you think about your own dad and you think, I'm this way today because of my dad. Or maybe you say, I'm this way today in spite of my dad. Uh, some, some have said, uh, you know, my father didn't have a very good opinion of me. My father didn't think that I would amount to very much. Uh, Philip was telling me about a friend of ours who came with a note to a teacher who had in some respects been a father figure in his life and had said on one of his report cards, he is not going to amount to very much. Ha! He sure showed that teacher. He owned a string of real estate companies and was a multi-millionaire and came back to his reunion and wanted to see the look on that teacher's face when he showed him not only that report card, but also his business card and a business statement. So sometimes we have parents, sometimes we have parents have to deal with the fact that their opinion of us is not very high. Other people, though, can testify to the fact that it was their fathers. Uh, particularly, I'm hoping some of the ladies in the audience today, that it was their fathers who pushed them, who guided them, who gave them the, the way of the world 
and, and as a result, they have become the incredible person that they are today. I hope that that is, that is more the story. But as we reflect upon, as we soberly reflect upon these kinds of things, uh, it's tough sometimes as fathers, just to give you some inkling, folks, it's, as, as a father, it's tough sometimes to think that you've done okay. Our failures often come up in our faces. Sometimes it's in the actions of our children. Sometimes it's in our reactions to our children. And we, we do things and we say things that we sometimes then realize, oh, that's what my dad did, or that's what my mom did. And, and why am I repeating that? Because I didn't like it, and I'm sure thinking that my children don't like it. So as we, as we reflect on that today, uh, we, we sometimes want to blame our children. We want to blame maybe our parents for the way that we are as, as fathers and mothers. But I'm happy to tell you that today, today is also a day when we can celebrate our good, good father. Pat Barrett and Tony, uh, Tony Brown have written a song called Good, Good Father. And the song says, because that's just who he is. That's just who he is. And it's great, the song says, and it's great to be loved by him. So if you leave here today with nothing else, I'd like you to leave knowing that we have come to this place and that we have celebrated our good, good father. This month we're celebrating the goodness of God. And he is a good, good father. He took, he took stock of, the, of, of the, his responsibilities for guiding and guarding you and I through our lives. He, he sent our brother Jesus to rescue us and, and to bring us home. And in John 14, verse 2, he, Jesus even says, In my father's house are many, many mansions, many, many rooms. Jesus promised that his, he's coming back to get us. Uh, great men have said these words. Uh, MacArthur, I will return. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'll be back. Okay? We trust Jesus when he says, I am going to come back. And I am going to bring you to where my where I am, and I'm going to bring you to my father's house. We trust him so much as this congregation will attest to the big stone that is out front. Yeah. What does it say? Seventh day yeah. Advent. What is Advent? Coming. Yes. Every time you tell somebody which church you go to, you are saying, I have a father. Who has sent Jesus to die for my sins. I have accepted this plan of salvation. I am now part of the family. I am now part of the family. And I am looking forward to the time when he will come back. When, when he will come back and take us to where he is. The promise that he made right here in John chapter 14. In the meantime. While we wait. Jesus' Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit, walks with us and talks with us. Jesus promised that he would not leave us. He's a good, good Father. It's who he is, and it's, it's great to be loved by him.
like the woman at the well. This kind of experience causes us to exclaim, does it not? I mean, when you realize that, that this, is, this is not going to be a, a terrible future, this is going to be a wonderful future, there are rooms, there is a father waiting, there is there's something being prepared for us. Uh, this dawned upon the consciousness of this woman at the well when Jesus and her were having this conversation and finally she... She is so overwhelmed she cannot keep it to herself anymore and she rushes back into town uh, at, at a very uh, slumber-like hour of the day. As you remember, she was there uh, at noon. She was there when people were normally eating lunch and then having siesta and she bursts back into town and she says, come and, come and see the man that told me everything about myself. Kind of like a father knows you best. Come and, come and see the one who knows me best and loves me. This, this attitude, this realization of God being a good, good father is something that when you realize it, you just cannot keep it to yourself. Like the little boy who shared his lunch with Jesus and, and watched 5,000 men and many other women and children be fed by Jesus, watched Jesus multiply his lunch, multiply the, the little that he offered to his disciple, Andrew, who was coming around asking if anybody had lunch baskets. He pulls off his, his little pack and says, well, mom packed me a lunch. It, can this help? And Jesus takes that small offering, and in the name of the Father, he breaks it and he feeds so many people with that little lunch. He's a good, good father. And when, when we give him what we have, give him who we are, join the family, he multiplies the effect of who he is in our lives. And it blesses lots and lots of people. We may never know until the kingdom, and maybe even then it will take us a very long time to know the effect of having made the choice to be part of God's family, to be part of his plan, to wear his tartan. Can you imagine what it was like for Jairus and his wife? to have Jesus bring his previously dead daughter. Isn't that, isn't that amazing to even say that? Previously dead. His, he watched his daughter die, and to have Jesus hand her back to him and say, here she is, and have your tears go from sadness to joy. He's a good, good father. He, he has rooms waiting for you. He has place in his kingdom. He would like you to be part of his family. John 14, 4 says, You know the way. You know the way to the place I am going. But like Thomas in verse 5, we say sometimes, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. So if you feel like one of those people today, just know that Jesus is going to be as patient with you as he is with Thomas in this situation. He's so kind to Thomas, and he is so kind to us. He, he says, you didn't get the memo, right, Thomas? You didn't get the memo uh, that the Father sent. If you've seen me, 
You've seen the Father. Get it? Uh, apparently not. He spells it out in verse 6. I am the way. Just before he has said, you know the way. You know the way back to the Father. And, and, and Thomas is saying, well, I, I don't think I do know the way. Can you tell me the way? And Jesus says, I am the way, Thomas. Oh, oh, so if I know what you're like, Jesus, then I know what the Father is. Yes, and Jesus goes back and forth here in chapter 14, trying to say this in so many different ways. I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, and if you have faith in me, then you also will have faith in the Father. I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. Some of us are old enough now that we've had both of our parents pass away. It's not easy. It's not easy being the grandparent. Some of you grandparents know what I'm talking about. There is no great-grandparent. You now are the oldest in your family line. And you're thinking, what is next? Well, what is next is not being. And that's, that's, not a, that's not a happy thought. People don't contemplate their demise with joy. He's a good, good father. Jesus is our way of understanding the kind of father that we're talking about here. When there were children to be seen, he didn't shoot them away at the end of the day. He said, no, bring the children to me. So just another plug for our Bible study series that is being started very shortly. Parents. I'm going to say this as kindly as I can. Jesus is not going to ask the church where the children are when he comes. He is going to ask you, the parents, where are your children if they're not with you? So this is an opportunity that we are offering as a, as a church. Remember last week? Do you remember? Do you remember Jason up here with his with Joshua? Okay. We dedicated Joshua. We said, "I saw your hands. I saw your hands. You raised your hands and you said, we will help Jason and Galena to raise Joshua.' Remember that promise? It's only a week old." What you just heard Milk talk about, Milk and Denise talk about, is us as a church keeping that promise of helping the parents of this church to raise their children in the fear of God, to know what they believe, to know this good, good father. Wouldn't it be just make your buttons pop if you came and your, 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 your child was to come home and say, you know what, at school today, uh, there was a discussion in class, and, and there was this thing going on about whether or not there is a God. And, and I spoke up, and I said, you know what, I know there is a God, and He is my Father. And even though there were some others who said, you know, I don't believe in God, and I believe in evolution. That's okay. But I know there is a God. Would you not want your children to be coming home, to be coming home and saying, I believe in God, and I know who my Father is. 
Jesus spells it out to his disciples, I am the way. So if you know me, you know the way home to the Father. No one gets home to the Father except through me. To have seen and known me is to have seen and known the Father. Philip needs it spelled out even more. Philip the disciple. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. This is verse 9. Jesus explained, I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Verse 12. Anyone who has faith. This is where we need to believe. We need to choose. Remember the, the lesson study that we're going to have for our kids is called, It's My Choice. It's my choice to believe in this heavenly Father that we're talking about. It's my choice to believe in the Jesus who came and was the Christ. It's my choice to believe. Verse 13, I will do anything. Is this, is this not amazing, Eric? This is, this is so amazing to me. Jesus saying to his disciples, I will do whatever. It's not a word we use. Sometimes we use it sarcastically. We say to somebody, whatever. That's not what Jesus is saying. That's not the attitude. He, he is saying to us as his disciples today, I will do whatever you want in my name. Are you, are you, uh, I hope you're catching the amount of power that Jesus is offering to put at our disposal. As long as we are part of the family, as long as this is something we do in his name for his glory, he will do it. He will do it. Verse 15, if you have if you love me and you obey what I command, verse 16, then I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor. He will give you another Holy Spirit. He will be with you and you will not be orphans. This is so important on a day when we're thinking about family. To know that there is no one, there is no one that is left out. There is no one that can, that can say, I don't have a father. I don't have a heritage. Paul tells us in so many ways, in so many different letters that he, he writes to his churches that he has started, look, you have a chance by believing in Jesus to be grafted in, to be part of the family, to, to be adopted into the family of God. What we're hoping our children will choose, is it not? That's why we have these classes. We're hoping that people will choose to be adopted into God's family and that they too will be interested in the power that comes from being part of the name of Jesus Christ. He who loves me, he says, will be loved by my Father. And I too will love him and show myself to him. On this Father's Day, we have the opportunity to, I would say, to tune up. To tune up our picture of our Heavenly Father. And make sure, fathers, that we are in line with that. That we know Jesus, who has shown us the Father. And that as we look at him, and as we look at how good he is, that we too then can be good, good fathers. Because I believe that that's the only way in which we will be able to help the kingdom of God to have better pictures of what a father is and does. I don't know about you, but 
Uh, I've lived in a number of places. Uh, having Phil and Lynn with us today has reminded me of the wonderful times that I spent in England uh, going to, to high school. But I can tell you that the cumulative, the cumulative picture of who my father is, your cumulative picture of who your father is, is affected not only by where you live, but those around you and the picture that they help you to see. So as we leave here today, I'm, I'm hoping that you will determine in your hearts, gentlemen particularly, that you will be on the side of helping others to have a better picture of God. Helping others to know that He is a good, good Father, and that's just the way He is. That's just who He is. And that by watching you and your example, because you believe that they too can come to faith in Jesus and in our good, good Father. Thank <laughs> you.